Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 119. Come on. Moving our way through the Gospels. Uh, today, we are looking at just one story that appears in both Matthew, all three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, of John the Baptist beheaded. Not We're visiting our friend again. Yes. Yeah. That's not a good But it's not end. a good day for him. Yep, yep, yep. So So what do you have for me? All right, question for you. Have you ever made an impulsive decision, impulsive buy, or yeah, made an impulsive decision or 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 okay, commitment? So or buy? in general I avoid impulsivity. I'm pretty planned out. <laughs> and I'm also I don't like to spend money in general, but I have recently been following some Instagram like fashion people who every single day, multiple times a day are showing me all of these great deals that I should take advantage of. And I do find myself, oh, clicking to the link and then looking at it and maybe even getting it all the way in my cart. (laughs) And then I'm like, actually, do I really want to spend that $30 and then I back my way back out and then I'm on to the next, you know, reel. And then I'm like, and there I am again. And so I actually just last night unfollowed two of them because I was like, I am just wasting my time. But I do get hooked in <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I follow the links. Yeah. Fortunately, most of the time I've stopped myself before I actually make the purchase. But I do know the feeling. Yep. Yep. So I um, this was a number of years ago. I and not that I've, I've not done it since, but um, this this was this was more planned impulsivity. If there's such a thing, okay. that's an oxymoron. A friend of mine um, had a, <clears throat> he was selling his brother's Tahoe black. I love black cars. And, um, and so I, we had Marvin at the time. He, this was a, a while back and it was a two door Tahoe, a, a two door, a two, ho- a two door Tahoe. Okay. And I, impulsively bought it. I thought it was a good deal and it was less than the blue book value was way higher than what he was selling it for. And so I purchased it. But there and was a reason for that. It, what's that? That it was low. It was, yeah, it was, was selling it, it, it lower was, it than was the blue low book? mileage. It, okay. it was low mileage and he was just trying to get rid of it. Okay. And so I said, Oh, I think I want it. I convinced Tanya that I should have it. And mm. so <laughs> So we bought it and, uh, and it gave me so much trouble Mm. paying $300 a month in gas. It was like, this was an impulsive buy that I reaped the consequences, the negative consequences on the back end. So we ended up selling it and getting a Plymouth van. uh, uh, (laughs) Mm, The classic. (laughs) Yes. So. So why are we talking about impulsivity and impulsive buys and decisions? Well, because today we have one of the main characters in our story who actually makes an impulsive decision Mm -hmm. and an impulsive decision that actually leads to the death of John the Baptist, the beheading of John the Baptist, which you referenced earlier in uh, when we when we got started, mm-hmm. so so we revisit our friend John the Baptist, and um, so we find out in this episode that Herod has put John the Baptist in prison, and so John is hanging out in prison, and um, 
And what what happens? So let's let's talk a little bit about the, the story. The story. Okay. Yeah. So John is in prison, and Herod throws a party. Yep. As kings love to do, and he really wants to impress his guests and put on a good show. So he invites his. Well, essentially a stepdaughter, right, to come in and dance for them, for his guests. And she does a great job. It's a great performance. They're all pleased. And he, here's the impulsive part. He says, I want to just congratulate you and honor you for your wonderful performance. I will do anything that you suggest. And we're not, we're not talking about ballet. No, (laughs) right. Yes, this is not a, we're making this PG, but we're G, but it really isn't. So she goes back to her mom and says, mom, what should I, what should I say? And now there's a little backstory here because, well, her, her mother says I, the, the head of John the Baptist, which is gross and seems rather extreme, but here's why is because, um, King Herod was married to Herodias, lovely little couple Herod and Herodias, <laughs> uh, and John the Baptist disapproved of their marriage because she was previously married to Philip, which is Herod's brother. brother. Okay. So who says the Bible is not interesting? Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I, it's very tangled here. So John the Baptist had been, had confronted Herod and repent wrote it. His, he was preaching a message, repent, repent, repent. That was his entire message. And he was preaching that same message to Herod. And, and Herodias was done. I mean, she thought I'd hate this guy. He will not leave us alone here's my chance to just be done with him. So his head on a platter is what she asks for. Herod, she goes back to the party. This is what I want. And Herod says, Ooh, okay, I got to follow through on what I said. That's what happens. But Herod does have some regret. Um, I think it's interesting that, well, the regret and the regret comes in because Herod was intrigued by John the Baptist's message. They've been spending time together. And, and he hears about Jesus yeah. and is intrigued and is like, oh, is this, is this John the Baptist? Is this another prophet? So it's very interesting. While Herod, for sure, was not following yep. John the Baptist, he was not really interested in repentance, but there was, there was some interest there. Um, he sees, yeah, he senses that there's truth in what they're saying, even though he doesn't actually believe it, which bring it to our own application here. I do think we have people in our lives that are like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people that are intrigued. They're not ready yep, yep. to make a commitment. They're, you know, it may s- too, sound too much, but I think that's a good reminder to us to keep conversations open. Absolutely. I love that. Keep it open. We d- we don't know where people are, what they're, what they're considering in their minds. And so I think sometimes we make a mistake of going too black and white or too, yep, yep. too strong. And just, I, I, I think that is interesting that we get inside Herod's head a little bit to say, oh, he had some interest there and and who knows? Yeah. And we, and we, we talked about this, I think a little bit, the last episode It's the spirit of God that opens people's eyes. Mm-hmm. It's not up to us to make it happen. I think sometimes we feel that way. We feel like, okay, I have to say all the right words and I have to do all the right things to make it happen. And I think, I think we're, when we're faithful mm-hmm. over what we're called to, like Jesus commands us and invites us into, we let the spirit of God do the rest of the work. Why do you think he was intrigued? I think he was intrigued because the spirit of God was at work in his heart. Mm-hmm. And um, had he not, <clears throat> excuse me, 
had he not had John the Baptist beheaded, I wonder if the if it would have if this intrigue would have gone a little bit more deeper and yeah, a little bit more intense. Bible doesn't tell us that, but the fact that he had the conversation with John and was intrigued and interested, it lets me know that the that God was at work in in Herod's in Herod's heart. And so I love I love I love the fact that you know, yeah, keep the conversations open. Don't shut it down. Even if they don't believe the first time, the second time, the third time, uh, the fact that they're even open to having the conversation, Mm -hmm. I think is a big, big win. And, um, and so, so we see, we see that, um, that Herod feels bad about this, but he has to, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a culture of honor and shame. So if he does not follow through, he is shamed before his entire guest. I'm quite sure Herodias will say, you you did this in front of all of your guests. You didn't keep your word. How can I ever trust you? So he like he keeps it, he keeps his word, um, honors his word, and he has John the Baptist beheaded. Mm-hmm. Not a good day for John the Baptist. No, not at all. But there is and there is more that we can learn though from Herod here. Like we we talked about the impact on our conversations with unbelievers. I think there's application too for how um, with believers and the importance of our word. When we think about um, Herod, I mean, it's kind of the classic middle school cafeteria situation <laughs> or the the playground. He fell victim to peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was his wife it was the other party goers. Yep. Yep. And that's something for us to be mindful too. Like the situations that we put ourselves in and it might be different for different people. Like what, what does make, what makes us susceptible yeah. to peer pressure? We know Herod had some regret about having to follow through on this impulsive decision that he made. Was there a different way backing up a little bit and what we can learn from that? Did he put himself in a situation that made him more susceptible where yeah. he was, he gave I, in? I wondered, I wonder though, um, I think a, a lot of individuals, myself included, I think we're put in susceptible situations when we are not, um, when we don't know our values. We've not defined our values. Mm-hmm. We've not um, kept our, a hold tightly to our values. And I'm thinking about the story of Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. Um, we, we, I think we may have talked a little bit about this in, in previous episodes. Um, it, when they were tested, um, to eat the King's meat, Daniel said, no, I can't do that. I can't do that because I have a value system. I have a relationship with Yahweh that won't allow me to eat your meat. So I want you to, I want you to test me. Test me for 10, test us for 10 days. We're going to eat beans and rice and drink water. And we guarantee you that we'll come back looking better than the individuals who ate the king's meat. That is a person who had integrity and who had values, Mm. not just values on a piece of paper, but actually living out the values. And I just wonder if Herod didn't have values that he could hold to, he didn't have values about the sanctity of life, mm-hmm. or he didn't have values about, um, um, you know, here, I can't take this man's life. He's done nothing wrong to me. So 
So I wonder if he just hadn't developed and defined values because he let his wife, his or yeah, his his wife, his daughter, his guests put pressure on him. And when you don't have values, what else do you have to hold to? Yeah. And right. I think that's something that he probably um, not only was he susceptible to, but I think we're susceptible mm-hmm. to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we can also <clears throat> learn a lesson from this of how to respond to correction. Yeah, yeah. Um, I personally don't like to be wrong. <laughs> I don't particularly like to be corrected. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> uh, but. And, and clearly Herod didn't either or Herodias. They were they were the least bit interested in um, being redirected. As we have just started doing emotionally healthy relationships, it does remind me, though, of the importance of that, of yeah. what some of those sentence stems of if someone comes to you and says, I notice and I prefer um, I've noticed that you are doing this and I'd prefer that you respond that way. Responding to those small things, yeah. I think, is so, so one, easier to receive and to respond to than it is to let something get bigger and bigger. So whether that we're on the side of correcting someone else or receiving the correction, keeping small, short accounts yeah, yeah, um, is valuable. And and we see Herod and Herodias were just n- not interested at all. I mean, they, they wanted this marriage and they were going to do what they were going to do. There yeah, was no interest in that. Yeah, and, and, you know, man, when you're, the, the whole marriage was started on the wrong foot. Yeah. And so, so they, they were convicted. The reason, I think the reason why they didn't handle correction right and handle it well is because um, I think they were experience, experiencing this great conviction. Um, why would you get upset and angry if you didn't feel something, yeah. you know, if, if I'm going about my business, I care what you care, care less what you say. But apparently, I believe apparently John the Baptist had made some inroads into Herod's life, the spirit of God, for him to be like, wow, I, I don't like this. I don't like the feeling of these words. They're cutting, they're biting. And, and I, man, I wonder if, if they just had men like like, I'm going to change my mind on this. It could have been, you know, it could have ended a little differently. But but again, not everyone likes correction. But if you view it as your correction is helping me to be better, mm-hmm. I think we might stomach it a little bit better. If I know you're for me and not against me mm-hmm. and you want me to, to, to do it better than I've done it before, then I think I can receive that better than... Um, than starting in on like like you you have it out for me you're you want to ruin my life and again our our good friends at giant you know talks about support and then challenge mm-hmm. hey here are the things you're doing well here are the things that you could possibly you could possibly change mm-hmm. and so um so yeah i think receiving correction um is 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 an art and it's like it's a daily thing and um and I, they didn't do a very good job of it. No. Yeah. And it's a phrase we've used in other episodes. And they missed out. They missed out. They missed out on an opportunity to grow as a person. And for sure, we're this side of heaven. We're not going to reach perfection. But we are 
um, being transformed and, and the ways of Jesus are the best ways to live. That's yeah. also, yes, that our natural selfishness doesn't desire that. But when we do, we are transformed and being transformed, we experience greater freedom. We see the fruit. Yeah. Um, it, it is only for our benefit to receive that well-intentioned correction and, and take steps to respond to it. Yeah, I, I love it. What, one last point about John the Baptist, we talk about yeah. values. He died for his. Mm. He could have easily stopped. He could have easily stopped preaching a message of backed repentance. Off. He could have backed off, yeah. but he didn't. He didn't. And as a result of that, um, he lost his life for holding on to the values of the mm. kingdom of God and holding on to the mission that God gave him. And he did not miss out. I mean, he, he well, he, you know, he died. But but Jesus gave him, paid him the greatest compliment. There was no greater prophet than John the Baptist. In a, a number uh, episode that we talked about before, Jesus paid John this compliment. Not other people around him. Mm-hmm. Other people around him probably couldn't stand him. But Jesus says there is no other prophet like John the Baptist, and um, he died for his values, and he did not miss out because he stayed faithful. Uh, to what um, his mission and the vision that God had given him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've not really talked about this part, but what can we believe about God from this story? We focused more on some people, yeah, our self yeah, application. Yeah, yeah. So what can we believe about God ourselves and others from this passage? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter who you are. God is still calling everyone to repentance. Hmm. You know, whether it's a king, whether it's a pauper, Mm -hmm. he's calling everyone to repentance and he will use people like us to do that. And that that's not man, that is not a a popular message, especially in cancel culture. It's not a popular message, but God has not changed his mind about repentance. Mm -hmm. Um, Change your mind. Go in a different direction. Follow me. And um so you won't miss out. Mm -hmm. And so I believe he's still calling people to repentance, all kinds of people, Mm -hmm. and he's using us to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just double click on that to (laughs) use one of your phrases. Yeah. He is at work, even when we don't realize it. Back to that um, point of, we just don't know how people are responding and they may be open to spiritual conversation. On the outside, I'm not sure that that was evident. Yeah. But because of the insights we see here, we do know there was something going on Absolutely. in Herod's heart. So then I think the challenge for me is just to be faithful in um, responding to promptings from the Holy Spirit. I was talking to someone the other day who said, uh, you know, it's an acquaintance and she, she knew she was going through a hard time and she just felt like God telling her to reach out and just say, hey, I know things are hard. And I want you to know I'm praying for you and and I'm here for you. And she felt a little funny doing that because she thought, I don't really have the relationship with this person, but that it meant so much to her. That is so good. And, and I think that's, that's what I want to do too, is to just be faithful, to be sensitive and to be willing to step out. Even if I'm not sure what's going on in someone's heart, um, Trusting my reputation to God. Yes. <laughs> Circling back to that nice. last, from that last no, episode. So. Another another great conversation. A little bit, you know, um, shorter in a sense, but also 
um, we see John the Baptist beheaded. So it's not a like a really like a feel good story in a yeah. sense, but another good conversation, yeah. some per- principles that we can some draw from good it. things to think about. Yeah. So friends, as always, we encourage you after you've listened to this episode, share it with somebody and have a conversation yourself with them. 